Well, hello, hello, and good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Um, this, my name is Willie Lawson. Welcome to the podcast. Here's another podcast that a lot of you aren't going to like. You know how I, I try to warn you. I guess they're trigger warnings. I try to warn you ahead of time that you're not going to like it. Um, that there'll be a lot of people who won't like it. A lot of people who think it's, I don't know, just terrible. That I, that I would say such a thing and that I would th- even think such a thing. Um, it is, uh, a congratulations to Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot is the new mayor of Chicago, the, one of the nation's largest cities, third largest city, I believe. And um, she is are the first black woman mayor of Los An- uh, excuse me of Chicago, and also the uh, Lori Lightfoot Lori Lightfoot's win makes her uh, makes Chicago the largest U.S. city with a leader from the LGBTQ P community. So Lori Lightfoot um, checks off a lot of boxes for the left. She's black. She's a woman. She's gay or bisexual or a trans. You know, I'm looking at, at her at, at her picture, and she's got let's see, she's got some gray hair. Um, she's wearing a man's suit, which is interesting. She's wearing a man's watch. Uh, she's got cufflinks on and earrings. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Checks off a lot of the inter- intersectionality um, boxes. <sighs> he is a part that you're not going to like. If you live in the Chicagoland area and you are or do business in the Chicagoland area and you are not a raving lunatic leftist, get the hell out. My suggestion to you this evening is get out while you can. Get out before they put the gate up. Get out before they put the fence up and and they and they you have to swipe your credit card to get the hell out. I think that's what they're going to do in New York. They're going to put up a big gate and you're going to have to swipe your credit card to get out. And you're going to need tens of thousands of dollars to get the hell out of there. It doesn't look like things are getting better in some of these places. It looks like they haven't struck bottom quite yet. But it seems like they're going to. It seems like they're headed that way. Well, and am I saying all of this because she's black? No. Chicago's had black mayors and um, Chicago and and other big cities have had black mayors and, and the cities have thrived. No. Am I saying that because she's a woman? No. We had a, a, a woman mayor in Tampa during a really good time in Tampa. Pam Iorio was a, a Democrat mayor um, in in this town for a long time, for, for, for two terms, and did good things, especially in my community. I don't really have much, I really don't have much bad to say about Pam Iorio. I really don't. She only made one bonehead move, but she was smart enough to recover from it. Well, what she, well, I'll tell you what that was. That was that she had um, decreed in order to save energy or save gasoline that the police officers not take their vehicles home. Well, the problem is that you know that 
it is a great crime deterrent if there's a police car parked in your neighborhood. Now, you know, people who have police officers who live in their neighborhood really try not to bother them, but it is a wonderful deterrent on your block anyway if there is a police presence and there's a car there. So, we, you know, it, it, would, it made it easy for the officers to just jump in their car and go to work, obviously, just like the rest of us do. And especially if driving their car through a certain area is, is, is their job, is their workplace, certainly made it a lot easier. And when you took a sharp pencil to the amount of money saved by having them drive all the way to a central location, park their, park their vehicles, and then getting in their vehicles and driving those vehicles back to their homes and reversing that process in the morning, that a lot more money was spent and a lot more damage was done to the environment if you believe in that kind of stuff, than if they just took their cars home. Well, she was able to back out of that and then allowed the police officers to take their vehicles home. That was only for a fairly short period of time, and she caught a lot of grief from basically every side of the political spectrum in a you know in a town that is primarily left, primary left, and primarily Democrat. But she was able to learn from that. So I like I like Pam a lot. Um, so it had nothing to do with her being a woman. No, nothing about her, her being a woman. Um, just a recent police chief um, who's now running for mayor, Jane Castor, is a lesbian. So, and, and Jane Castor, for the most part, did a pretty good job as police chief um, in the city of Tampa. She's come. She'd come up through the ranks. She did. She uh, as a street officer. She did all the things she was supposed to do, and she ended up being appointed um, police chief and did a fairly decent job. So, not. This is not the problem. You can't pick out one of the things that Lori Lightfoot is or, or purports to be and, and point to that as what the problem is. The problem is all of it. The problem is intersectionality of it. The problem is that she is being touted by the LGBTQ LMNOP community. And what that means is that they have an agenda that may not be a general agenda of those people who live in the city of Chicago. Because, and, and I know, I know I'm a butthole for saying that, but the idea is that you know and I know that that's true, that, that those agendas don't necessarily line up. The agenda of making sure that the streets are safe, not just for the vulnerable population, but for everybody. When I say vulnerable population, what I meant by that, because some of you are going to go, what a butthole. What, what do you mean vulnerable population? What I mean is that I've been watching this, this show on Netflix, and when they talk about vulnerable populations, they mean LGBTQ, they mean, um, they mean people who have mental disorders, uh, those are all part of the vulnerable community. So there's also, I mean, because there's extra, extra punishment for, for treating people who are in these communities badly. And we are headed that direction. We are, we are screaming that, we are screaming towards that direction like our butts were on fire. Uh, because we are, we, uh, well, how do, can you say that, Willie? Because we have hate crimes. We have hate crimes. If I get into a fight with a guy at a bar, at a bar and I whip his ass and I talk about his mama and I talk about how I'm going to have sex with his sister while, his, while I make his daddy watch, 
all the things I said don't get me in any more trouble when I go to court. Because it's not a hate crime. It's just an assault. Now, if I have a fight in a bar with a homosexual and I call him a faggot while I'm beating his ass, now I've got a bigger problem than I did before. Why? Because now that's categorized as a hate crime. I'm going to suffer a a harsher penalty because I called the guy that I whipped his ass, I called him a faggot. I told you some of you guys weren't going to like this show. And at this point, you could bail out if you want. That's fine. You can see right, right at the eight fifty, at the end, the nine minute point, people are just bailing out of this thing like it's on, like it's a boat that's sinking and on fire. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that, that. That is the agenda of the LGBTQ A A I I P P Q Q R R M M L O P community. That their that their their priorities are different. Than the person who just wants their who just wants their streets fixed, who just wants their streets to be safer, who just wants people to stop shooting each other in their community. They just want to be able to walk down the street and not catch a stray. They don't give a damn if somebody's calling them a nigger while they're shooting. They just don't want to catch a stray. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So my my gut is that Lori Lightfoot is beholden to the LGBTQ LMNOP community and not necessarily beholden to the citizens of of, of Chicago and the Chicagoland area. So it is interesting that CNN and MSNBC and, and the New York Times and, and the Chicago Trump and all these other um, so-called news entities are, are waving her flag because she's the first. She's the first. I, I mean, and they... Cause you know and I know they love that crap. Lori Lightfoot wins the win will make Chicago the largest U.S. community with a leader from the LGBTQ community. There you go. Now she's going to be running the third largest city in the U.S. I'm not sure. I, I'm guessing that Lori, I don't know. Because they make it complicated on purpose so we don't understand, so we continue to step in it, so we sort of back away. I don't know if Lori is a man who is thinks she's a girl. I don't know. Dressed up like a dude on, on, on the picture. Dressed up like a dude. You know, the CNN website is always going to... If, if Lori is referring to herself or referring to himself as a her is always going to say it's a her that Lori's a her now Lori may not be a her her Lori may be a him who wants to be referred to as a her I don't know I don't know and the way that that Lori is dressed in this picture there's no way to tell I'm looking I'm looking at this picture it is a uh, sort of maroon jacket and um, no tie, uh, real thick watch, earrings. But earrings don't matter. Everybody's got earrings. Get cufflinks on. The whole, I mean, the whole, the whole nine. I have no friggin' idea 
what's going on what's going on there no idea so here's what we got uh, Lori, Lori Lightfoot has been elected the next mayor of Chicago, becoming the first African-American woman picked to lead the country's third most popular city. Lori Lightfoot faced a historic runoff Tuesday against Terry Preckwinkle, who is also an African-American woman. Now that it's over, I know that we will work together for the city we both love, Lightfoot said at her campaign celebration. Um, today, you did more than make history. You created a, a movement for change. She told her her followers that they were going to remake Chicago home to 2.7 million people. Now we're going to take the next steps together, she said. Together we, we can and will finally put the interest of our people, of all our people, against the interests of a powerful few. Her competitor vowed to keep working on the issues important to her. This may not be the outcome we wanted, but while we may be disappointed, I am not disheartened, um, Preckwinkle said to supporters. She called Lightfoot to congratulate her. Rah Mayor Rahm Emanuel was not in the race. He was not seeking a third term. Okay, here's something about Lightfoot. Lightfoot um, is 56 years old and a former U.S. attorney. Describes herself as an out and proud black lesbian. Okay, thanks. Clear that crap up. Uh, when she's sworn in, she will be the first Windy City mayor who identifies as a lesbian. Uh, in the wake of Laquan McDonald's scandal in which a white police officer, Jason Van Dyke, shot a black teenager 16 times as he walked away from police, Lightfoot was appointed um, by Emanuel to head the newly create, created Police Accountability Task Force. Preckwinkle, who is 72, is a political insider who, who, is, who heads the Cook County Board and chairs the Cook County Democrat Party. She made her education and the $15 minimum wage focal points of her campaign. Well, this is what we're getting. Oh, makes my head explode. This is what we're getting in local races, especially in cities like Chicago or, hell, even Tampa, where I live. We're getting what I call jelly beans. Jelly beans. Um, and you, you're thinking, what do you mean by jelly beans? Well, well this is what I mean by jelly beans. Um, except for licorice. If you take a jelly bean, a blue one, a red one, a yellow one, or a green one, and you, and you cut them in half, and you open them up, they look exactly the same. If you taste the inside, they taste exactly the same because they are exactly the same. The only difference is the color. The only difference. Jelly beans only, except for licorice, only come in one flavor. It is the color on the outside. And sometimes they put aroma in the color to fool you into thinking that this is cherry or this is grape or this is lime or this is dirt or this is booger or this is, you know, you know what, you know, and, and, and those gross candies. But that's just the smell. They don't actually taste like that. It's the smell. And the smell fools your body into thinking that there's a taste there. And these political and, and the Democrats who have been in, in these races all over the country, especially for mayor and city council and aldermen, are basically jelly beans. They all, when you cut them open... They're all the same. They all want the same thing. Um, this other woman wanted to fight for 15. She, want, she, she was like, education, what the heck does that mean? Everybody wants good schools. 
but the idea of they won't fight for 15, they won't light rail, uh, they want um, all the same things. They want gun bans, they want all the same things. They want free college, they want all the same things that uh, Ocasio-Cortez and um, Bernie Sanders and all the other socialist leftists want. They want the very same thing. There's not one that's saying we should look into people's personal uh, personal rights and maintain that everybody in the city of Chicago, um, Atlanta, Tampa, Miami, Tallahassee, Los Angeles, New York, to make sure that their rights are they are defended, that their personal liberties are defended. There's not one single solitary candidate, especially on the Democrat side, who's going to stand up and say, this is what we, uh, this is what we stand for. And this is what we'll be watching out for here in the next four years to make sure that, 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 that property rights uh, of, of those who own property are, are looked after. And, and not just property rights like in real estate property. We're talking about all your property rights and your money is your property, and you have rights to it. Your person is your property, and you have rights to it. That you belong to you. Uh, so there's not one candidate out there doing, not one, especially on the Democrat side. Hell, there's not anybody on the Republican side talking that kind of talk, is there? So when you get to the mayoral stage or city council stage, you start cutting these people open and they're all the damn same. You know, I was, we just went through our, well, actually we're, we're still going through our mayoral election. Just got through um, the first round of our, our, our mayoral and city council elections. And we start, I started looking at the mayoral candidates and thinking, eh, they're all the same. I told people all the time, they asked me, well, well, which which mayor candidate are you supporting? And I said, I'm not supporting any of them. Because none of them are saying anything that I can support. None of them plan on doing anything that I want them to do. So are you going to vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote. But I made a, bit, a point about telling people, not telling people who I was going to vote for. I told people that I wasn't going to tell people who I was going to vote for. Well, because I didn't, I didn't want anybody to think that, that was an endorsement. That's that's why I didn't do it. Because I wasn't endorsing anybody. I don't think any any of them deserve to be mayor. I think I picked somebody who I knew who didn't have a chance, and who would be the lesser of the of the six or seven people who are running, who would be the less who would be the least destructive. But that wasn't. That doesn't mean I was. I was endorsing that person because I don't. And I know. And I'm not going to tell you now. For those people who are listening locally, I'm not going to tell you now either. But I was pretty sure that person wasn't going to win. I was pretty sure that person wasn't going to end up in the runoff. But I didn't want to make you think that I was endorsing them either. I had picked and had told people who I thought would be in the runoff that 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 Jane Castor and David Strauss would be in the runoff, and they are. They're not that much. They're not not much different. Um, Strauss is is fight for fifteen, which we've seen the danger of fight for fifteen when it got implemented in other cities, especially 
in the restaurant business, especially in the hospitality business. And one of the things that we live and die by here in Florida is hospitality business. So we're talking about the fight for 15 in restaurants and, and fast food places um, and in the hospitality industry will cripple it horrendously when it just got going. When we've got record numbers of tourists here in the state in the past year and a half, two years. It would be a disaster. But both of these mayoral candidates are all about 5 for 15. Jelly beans. So you have two candidates in, in Chicago. Two candidates in Chicago. 170. I think, I think one of the difference is that one of them is 56 and the other is was 72. Preckwinkle, black female, 72. Lightfoot, 56, black lesbian, all want, they, they both want the same thing. They both want the same thing for Chicago. It's, it's kind of crazy and kind of sad that now the, this woman, Lori um, Lightfoot, makes Rahm Emanuel seem like a moderate. In the very same way that Cory Booker and Ocasio-Cortez uh, make Joe Biden look like a moderate. <laughs> look like the Republicans. I mean, it makes Joe Biden look like the Republicans' choice. So why do you think they're trying to, 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 to destroy Biden by, you know what, sort of making him look like uh, portraying him as chest of the molester? Oh, and if you didn't read Hustler magazine in, in the 70s or 80s, you don't know who the heck I'm talking about. But if you did, you just laughed your ass off, didn't you? <laughs> You're making Joe Biden look like Chester the Molester. Why? Because when it comes down to it, the more, oh, excuse me, the less radical, the less socialist Democrats... The Democrats in this country who still believe that social that socialism is, is not the way to go, that capitalism is the best system ever created on, created in Earth, who still believe that um, that we should not um, take on socialism leading, leading to communism, who not who do not believe that the government is the in the, the end all to every single question, to every single challenge, and they're out there. There's not many of them left, but they're out there. And they would gravitate towards someone like Biden. So you got to make Biden um, be completely unpleasant. And you almost, I mean, in the same time, you almost have to have to make Republicans or some Republicans actually prefer Biden to Trump. This is going to be an, an exciting um, and interesting um, challenge for Democrats, because that's part of the deal. Part of the deal also is to make Biden a Trump alternative. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, but anyway, this is what's happening in Chicago. Um, Jane Castor, who is the former police chief, is running for mayor here, and Jane Jane Castor is also a lesbian. And no, and and what's interesting here is that no one's brought that up. The LGBTQ, LMNOPQAAPRI, tell it, you know what, 
telephoto, whatever uh, open Apple handstand community has been very quiet. They have not come out in mass. Even um, last weekend was Pride Week. Not even during Pride Week did you see articles written. Did you did you see any any big push that Jane is our choice? It's sort of this unspoken thing that, of course, Jane is your choice because she's part of the she's part of the community. She's part of your LGBTQ LMNOP XY Open Ampa Unstand community. So, of course. You ain't, you, no, you ain't got to say nothing because everybody already know. So you ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to put up the flag, the rainbow flag, and walk around with it around your naked middle. No one, no one wants to see that. Thank you. Stop. Put some damn clothes on. Um, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So they've been, they've been interestingly quiet. Very quiet, as a matter of fact. And it isn't, frankly, that... David Straz would bring that up as a campaign issue. And it isn't because he doesn't have the guts to, is that he's okay with it. It's not something that he that he cares about. So it isn't like you have uh, a, a clear-cut conservative versus liberal or progressive versus conservative. You don't have that at all. You don't have that. They didn't have that in Chicago, and they damn sure don't have it here in Tampa. And they're starting to have it less and less in cities. So my advice, as we wrap up this evening, uh, my advice to conservatives and Republicans who, who, who live in who live in mid and mid major cities is to start really thinking about your own communities. Is to do the hard work. The hard work is making cities like Chicago, cities like Tampa, red. That's the hard work. Now, if you can get some help from the from the president um, to see if he could, you know what, just call back the crazy for a while, just sort of attenuate the attenuate the nutty for just just a couple of months to make it a little easier. I think that that's really where our battle is. Our battle is is here in the the mid major cities. Can you get a a, a cons- can you get a consortium of conservative mayors and conservative um, city council people to run some of these major cities in a conservative way and be successful at doing it? That's going to be the way that you can. So ensure that there are conservative uh, representatives and senators and even presidents. But as long as you have what's going on in Chicago going on, where you have the first black lesbian mayor of the third largest city in America, and that being celebrated, um, we're behind the eight ball, so to speak, no pun intended. Please forgive me. I've said some offensive stuff, so I ain't scared of saying offensive stuff, but that wasn't meant, that eight ball comment was not meant to be offensive, so just chill the hell out on that one. How about that, all right? 
But as long as you have that sort of activity going on in the mid-major, major and mid-major cities, um, it is going to continuously be a battle in Congress and continuously be in battle, a battle in the, in the Senate. And of course, at the highest office in the land, it's going to continue to be this weird battle when, when the best way and the, and the best way and the finest way and the way that's going to last the longest generationally is to make these generational changes at the lowest level in government possible, at the city and county, uh, state, district um, le- at levels. That's how we get it done. This is how we get it done. It isn't that we make sure that Donald Trump is elected president next time. That's that's something that we got to do, but that's not going to not going to guarantee a generation of conservative thought, a generation of conservative governance. Governance, it isn't. What's going to guarantee a, a generation, at least a generation of conservative thought and conservative governance, is to have conservatives at every level of government. Again, at the at the city and the county and the state level as well as the federal level. Look at Chicago as something that maybe you should pay more attention to. Even if you don't live there. Even if it does it's not going to affect you any that that they have a leftist gay mayor. It's not going to affect you any. Except it might. Except that it just might. All right, we got to get out of here and make room for somebody else. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, take care of yourself. Listen, let me know. Send me an email and let me know where you heard the show from, whether you heard it on Stitcher, whether you heard it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you heard the show, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at WLS860 at gmail.com. WLS860 at gmail.com. Till we see you again, God bless. Bye-bye now.